0: Yo, again. you want to come out here? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Fourth Best Podcast. I'm Steve Uhaldi, joined as always by my good friend Monty Rossetti, Monty.
1: Crazy, crazy day. How are you doing, man? Are you all right? Man, I am all over the place. I'm stressed out. You know, these transfer news. Blake Griffin leaving the Clippers. I'm a Clipper fan. Oh uh, man, this is this is tough. This is tough news. I'm actually going to stop
0: you right there. Uh, pretty sure nobody cares about the Clippers on this podcast. Uh, the, so I certainly don't. This
1: isn't what, this isn't the Clippers podcast. Okay, okay, okay. We'll we'll
0: no that would that would be the eighth best
1: podcast. That's the eighth best. Right. yeah. Oh man, it's rough. Okay, well, I think you're talking about the uh, the Arsenal transfers. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. It oh, was a crazy yes. day. Yes, it was definitely a crazy day. Let me wait. I got to change my Twitter feed then. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Obama Yang. Wow. I mean, like I, the rumor started early in the month and we let ourselves buy in a little bit, but I, I mean, I kept myself pretty guarded. I wasn't going <laughs> to let hope creep into my cold heart. Yes. And we finished the deal. We got him. like, what? this is not, right? we? well, I mean, it's not, it's not totally done yet. There's some details to be worked out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, Dortmund is looking for a replacement, but I mean, it's all but done. They've agreed on the fee. Um, it was crazy. I mean, like, I, Ivan Gazidis and Sven Mislintat going down to Germany to finish the move. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a very un-Arsenal transfer, except for the fact that it dragged on. And I guess, you know, I guess it could still fall apart. But, I mean, is this, when's the last time Arsenal this publicly chased a player? They. I mean, like, Wenger actually responded to a question in a press conference where he dropped Aubameyang's name. I mean, Aubameyang was still under contract by Dortmund, and and Arsene Wenger is talking about him in a post-game or pre-game <laughs> press conference. No, I got, literally can't remember the last time they were this public chasing a player.
1: This is like the new Arsene Wenger. Maybe he's finally logged into his Twitter account and saw all the hate mail that he was getting and decided that he should change. Um, but wait, can I, talking about the long negotiation, can I give a quick shout-out to a, a, twi- a tweet already?
0: Yes, go for it, by
1: all means. All right, so it was uh, Quickies Left Foot, and they're at fit underscore quick underscore. And it says, next time you're in the Arsenal shop, take one of the 70-pound tops up to the counter and offer them 50 pounds and wait for the security to carry you out. That is very <laughs> arsenal esque because guy says, I want this price. And what does Arsenal do? They were just waiting for Actually, can I just ask you a question, Steve? What did you think Zen was doing and, uh, and Gazetas What do you think they were doing... While they were waiting for negotiations, I feel like these guys were just torn around Dortmund, just having fun. And then they were just like, oh, shoot, we got to get to work. Like, we got to figure out. So, we, we'll just send them another negotiation and just drain this out a little longer, huh? Um,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe just going beer tasting, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe shopping for a new car. Who knows what these guys are doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, in the negotiations, it definitely looked like it was going to be a very Arsenal type of uh, negotiations. Dortmund wanted 60 or 70 million pounds. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, like, basically pulls our pockets inside out, and so we only got 50. And I'm sure all of us who've been fans for a long time kind of rolled our eyes and thought, here we go again. Uh, especially when they came back and we're like, all right, 53. And I think we were all, like, upset. Like, just pay them what they ask, you know, like yeah. Um, like yeah, like a normal big club would. I think, as far as negotiations go, I think in any negotiation, you know, they did handle it the right way. You you come in low, the other team comes in high. Eventually, you guys arm wrestle and get it all down somewhere in the middle. So, uh, but I think as fans of Arsenal, we know that these sorts of things fall apart over what could be as little as three or five million pounds, and so uh, I think we're all just bracing ourselves for that. Yeah. But uh, but it looks like the deal is just about done. Uh, so the next thing to consider is. Where does he fit into our team? Uh
1: are you asking me or did you want to start that one?
0: <laughs> no, go for it. Uh where do you Sorry. see him? I,
1: I was hoping you would give an answer and then I was just gonna feed off of your answer. But okay. Uh, okay, I
0: can yeah, I, if you want me to give out my best guess and you can no, just tell that. No, because I just
1: I, I just threw myself out there, so now I have to, and then you can tell him me I'm wrong. I'll do it. I'll go first. So I feel like if we do have three up at front, it'll be Lacassette. I think he's gonna stay up front. And I feel like Obomang will be a solid replacement for Alexi Sanchez off of the side. He's got speed still, which is good. Um, like I said, is has been used to playing that center forward role. So I don't know. I think you know. I think we'll have Ozil and Obomang on either side of Lacassette. Uh, I'm still really interested in the idea of having Mikatarian play right behind Obomang, and then have Wolfschere and Shaka playing those uh, more center midfield roles, more in the middle of the field. Uh, but hey, I mean, if Obomang comes in. Go back and look at the numbers that them two had in the, in the Bundesliga, and I get it. The Bundesliga is a, is a lesser league and all that other stuff. But those guys know each other. They already have chemistry together. So why not have Mkhitaryan play right behind Aubameyang? And then you have Ozil, who's also from the German league, just killing it. I'm sorry, have him playing behind that uh, offensive line. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it'll be interesting seeing uh, Aubameyang on the left side using his speed and sending in crosses and, and you know getting some shots off to, off to the side.
0: Um, so you're saying Aubameyang off to the side in the yes. Alexis? You're absolutely wrong. No, I'm just ooh, kidding. Ooh. And this is—we're all just guessing at this point. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, I mean I see what you're saying with the uh, with the strikers up front. Uh, I think I think I've had it similar, but flip flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, Aubameyang has played as a winger in the past. Yeah, um, I believe obviously his best days came as a striker. But I I think I would have. Lacazette out on the wing uh, with, I, I would probably play with uh, a 4-2-3-1, four, a four, similar to what we were doing last year, and I would probably have a Aubameyang up top and Lacazette on the left as a left winger, Mesut Ozil in the middle behind the striker, and Mikatarian coming in from the right. Um, and the, the only reason I say that is I, I think that in the build-up play, Lacazette has definitely shown a desire to... Come deep and help get the ball, help get the attack started, um, and so I'm not. I feel like uh, Aubameyang is the type of guy with all of his pace and his size and speed and all that. He's he's mostly going to stay where a typical striker would stay up top and uh, kind of just wait for the passes to come to him. Whereas already this season we've seen Lacazette come into the midfield and help out, and so uh, that's just why I think. Um, I guess the only person I really knows how it's all going to go down is Arsene Wenger. Or um, does I mean, he? He might not even play them both at the same time. Like we're just assuming that he's going to play both those guys. Yeah, I at guess. The same I mean,
1: my, my biggest fear is I remember coming into this season and thinking Giroud would play up front, and then Lacassette would play off to the side, kind of like what you're saying about Yeah, yeah and Lacassette exactly. Would do. Yeah. That was. I, I guess. I, yeah. If, I I think the biggest point is what you said. Is I mean, I, I feel like Wenger is just sitting there thinking, "Who am I going to play coming up here? I don't know, um, and he, I don't think he even knows what he's going to do yet." Uh, obviously, Oboming isn't wearing the jersey yet, but uh, I guess one thing that we should learn is don't get your hopes up on any formation. Don't tie it down because it will probably be switched by Arsene himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, who knows how he's going to line them all up. Um, but we do know uh, that it will be a very lethal and potent attack. Definitely. Uh, depending on which way, uh, which combination of players Arsene uses. Uh, do you have. Shall we do some predictions? You, do you want to predict how well Aubameyang would, how his, how his game would translate to the Premier League?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many games does he have? If he were to sign, and how many games would it be that he there would have left for the season? There uh,
0: be 13 Premier League games. Okay. Um, and one Carabao Cup game. And he won't be eligible for the Europa League, so uh, it, he, he, has, he basically has those 14 games to uh, make his mark.
1: Okay, so 13 games. Now, th- actually, the big question is back to what we asked, where he would play. Because if he was on a center-forward role, I feel like his goal tally would be a little bit higher. And his assist tally would be a little bit lower. Um, right. But on the other way. So if we are playing with him on the wing, I feel like he will he'll probably have nine goals. I want to say nine goals. and No, you know what? I'm sorry. Seven goals and nine assists. If he were to play center-forward... I'm I'm yeah. expecting some like potent right off the bat. Boom! He's gonna he's gonna click very well. If he plays at center forward, I'm giving him eleven goals.
0: Eleven goals.
1: I'm giving him eleven goals for this for what remains of the second half of the season. Uh, and I feel like his assist tally would be a lot lower. Probably like five or six, or no, probably like five or four. That's what I'm gonna put at because when you look at it, I mean we we've, we've already played a lot of the big teams twice already. Um, we do have uh, we do have Tottenham coming up as well. I know we have another game against City, uh, but all in all, Manchester United. Yeah, we, we do have Manchester United coming up. Could you
0: imagine if he scored a hat trick against Manchester United and in, and he um, cleats any cleats Alexis Sanchez in the face? Uh, oh, that would legend be status. Awesome. Is that Where I'm, statue. Yeah, you can built. go ahead and start the GoFundMe for a statue. <laughs> for <that. laughs>
1: no, yeah, if, no. If he were to just blow up against uh manchester united that would be unbelievable um i mean again i know this is all what ifs but okay w- w- what are your predictions
0: um i well I, I think he's gonna be a center forward so i'm gonna give him a seven to eight goals i know that's okay. conservative and i'll say four assists um uh, but you know the concern he's only got 13 or 14 games and I get the feeling Arsene Wenger isn't just going to run him out there for 90 minutes for all those games. I don't know. <laughs> what I makes just, you think that? That's just a hunch. <laughs> he's got, poor, I don't know, he's got this Lacazette. weird thing about playing new players for the full 90 minutes. So, I know. So uh, I uh-huh. would not be surprised if his first, I mean, if he plays as early as Everton, yeah. like maybe he's the guy that comes in for Lacazette out in the 70th minute. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see I, him start. If it was me, I'd start him, you know, 90 minutes for the remainder of the season. But, yeah, Arsene me and Arsene don't see eye-to-eye eye on a lot of things, and uh, I can <laughs> wait, see you not playing wanna see,
1: full 90. I want to see Lacassette's face. So picture this. Lacassette oh. and Aubameyang are playing together, starting together. We're all happy. And then it's getting close to the 70th minute, and Lacassette is like, Aubameyang's a new guy. He's getting off for sure because he sees Danny o. Welbeck warming up, and yeah, he's warming like— up. He's like, all right, all right, like, I'm the senior guy here now. I'm going to play. And then they put the board up, and it's Lacassette's number. How pissed from 1 to 10 do you think Lacassette is going to be if he's the guy who gets subbed out and pure emerick Aubameyang is already playing 90 minutes?
0: Yeah, full steam
1: coming out of his ears. Exactly.
0: Take his, I wouldn't be surprised if he just takes his gloves off and just throws them right
1: <laughs> <out his> face. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Just slaps them with the gloves? That yeah, probably would happen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's who knows how it's gonna happen. Uh, I we we don't we can't even agree on like the formation. Yeah, our midfield just has so many attacking options. We don't even know which combination of those guys he's gonna use. Is it gonna be Wilshere, Ramsey, Mkhitaryan, Ozil? It will be.
1: It will be. I like how you uh, threw his so, name in there. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? It'll be fun to watch though for sure. Mm. Um, uh, but there will be those that will say uh this nice and all to get abomiyang he's a great uh, he's a great shiny new toy but that hasn't really addressed our biggest need which is defense yeah um, what i mean like i can i can understand where they're
1: coming from uh, what do you what would you say to that argument i agree with them and there was a little back and forth that uh, we had with uh, a couple of people that were following us and the, you know, they questioned it. I, I put up a poll talking about how they felt about this transfer window and if it's been productive and positive. And this guy said that we haven't got anybody defensive other than the the Greek guy that I still don't know his name. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm just going to call him the Greek guy. And you know what? I agree with him that, yes, we haven't talked about that. And we're not sure coming up if if something will happen. Um, there has been a link with Johnny Evans, which actually, can I just mention a tweet from Daily Cannon? Um Please. So was, uh, Daily Cannon came out, and they're at Daily Cannon, nice and easy to pronounce. Uh, and he says Johnny Evans preparing for his Arsenal move by pulling his hamstring. So he did get injured. Uh, it's not anything big term, but I did like that because it seems like all of our defenders at one point or another have to be injured. Um, I don't think I don't remember the last time we've had one solid defender play a whole you know whole season without getting injured. Then again, any player on the field. Um, but I think that the fact that we get players like Mkhitaryan and Abouyang, and it shows a new new interest from our board, I guess you can say, I feel like it might bring other defensive players thinking, you know what, Arsenal is a new and improved team. I do want to join them. Because if you look at Virgil van Dijk, for example, he joined a team that was very attack-heavy, and they had a very bad defense. And he's, you know, a lot of top teams are trying to get him. And he decided, you know what, I do want to jump on this. And Liverpool, they're fighting for a Champions League place. And he joined them. So I, I think, you know, the more the more positive you you go in the transfer window, no matter what position uh, you look for, other players get attracted to that and they want to join in too.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, as to that point, also I agree with you. It also energizes the team that you currently have. Now, I know all these guys are professionals. They should not need any extra motivation. Yeah. But... I mean, with Mkhitaryan and Obomian coming in, it. I mean, I just don't see how you can't feel like if you're excited if you're uh, Koshelny or Bellerin or any of those guys. I mean, Nacho Monreal is forever excited, so <laughs> I don't think he needs any help getting all yeah. worked up. But, uh, you know, just, just in general, I think the practices will be more crisp and uh, the games, I think we'll see a more focused side. Uh, and, you know, my whole point with uh, why get Obomian when you know, your defense is just a mess, and I think... To me, if you get a chance to get a player like a Bomiang, especially at the price, you know, less than 60 million pounds, it looks like, in this market, that's a great deal. Definitely. And I think you just have to go do it. You'll figure out how he fits into your team later. You go get that guy because let's, let's be honest. He is one of the best strikers in the world. Like, this is not – we're not reaching. This is not like us and our, you know, Olivier Giroud, like, super fandom, although we do love us some Olivier Giroud. Like, this is – no matter what fan of a team you are, mm-hmm. a Bomiang. You can admit Aubameyang is one of the best strikers in the world. You get a chance to get him for this price, you go and yep. do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I completely um, And then agree.
0: You, you worry about, you know, you worry about, like, oh, who's going to be your striker? That's a great problem to have. Lacazette or Aubameyang, that's what we're going to be arguing about. That's an awesome problem to, to have.
1: Well, it's um, one thing that, so I know we've been criticized about being negative, and we've actually criticized ourselves about being negative. But I I look at Twitter, and yesterday it was like, Aubameyang, is, they reached an agreement, we're all happy, and it seems like we just don't want to be happy on Twitter at times, because... It's like, okay, quickly, let's just look at a negative. The reason I put up that poll, and it's actually, I think like 92% actually agree that it was a positive, productive window, which is awesome, but there was an 8% saying that it wasn't. And, and then there were some people that, and, and I, again, I agree with it, but I think we all need to look at the bigger picture. Coming into this transfer window, we had a, a star player who for many would say is the center was the center of our team, but he didn't want to be on our team. And we dealt with him and his attitude for half a season. And he obviously, every time he would play, and maybe two or three games accepted, but the other games he would play, and it just, he, w- he didn't want to be on our team. And now we have a player like Mikatarian, who I'm actually really excited to see, who came from the German league, just like Ozil came from the German league, and Oboming's from the German league. So these guys have a similar mentality. I am more than excited to see how these guys click together.
0: Yeah, I think if you just look at, you know, looking not looking at the defense, looking at what we subtracted and what we've added. Mm-hmm. We've lost um, Alex Sanchez, the the superstar player that you were talking about, who was also very disgruntled, yeah. also rumored to be some sort of like a dividing force in our own dressing room. Uh, so we got rid of that guy um, and we lost Theo Walcott also, uh, a winger who wasn't really getting used very much, mm-hmm. maybe didn't really fit our system anymore. And we've added uh, Mkhitaryan and we've added Aubameyang. So... I mean, just based on that, I mean, it looks like we're going to lose another player here. You know, Olivier Giroud is rumored to go, you know, wherever. It looks like we'll be losing another player, Uh, not to mention we'll be loaning out a bunch of youngsters. But just based on that balance, we've gotten better. We have gotten, I think, great return on our players going out and our players coming in. Definitely. Uh, We've basically lost a couple of... Like, another thing negative that people say is, you know, you look at uh, Mkhitaryan and... Aubameyang's age so it's like yeah these aren't like the guys that are 21 years old um, but these guys are fixes for right now and and we've lost I mean Alexis Sanchez was 29 years old so we've replaced him with somebody who wants to be here another superstar caliber player that wants to be here I I, I don't see how the, the people that are finding this window to be even remotely negative Or even remotely, like not entirely positive, are just people that you could just never make happy. That's just, I think that's just how they are. They're just gonna always find something to complain about.
1: I agree. I agree
0: completely. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I I trust that they will be addressing the defense at some point. Hopefully, it's this window. Um, Even if it's not, I am going to be okay with where we're at. Uh, Again, there's a new energy, a new excitement about the team, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's always good. And it also just shows possibly a new way of doing things at Arsenal? I yeah. mean, does it not feel like uh, Sven Mislintat, or, and maybe uh, Ivan, uh, Ivan Gadzidis had a lot to do with this. It just seems like, in this window, things are happening differently than usual. We got, like you said, we got rid of Sanchez early in the window, we got Mkhitaryan back in. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting a Bomiang. And, I mean, first of all, like, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the window, when was the last time they ever made this much noise in the January transfer window? This is absurd. Mm -hmm. Um, So things are definitely happening a little bit differently. Uh, If this is the beginning of the the Sven era, then it's... Actually, you know what? Shout out to... I think it's at 7 a.m. kickoff um, who tweeted out the uh, Mislin Tat era is off to a cracking start.
1: Uh, Yes, definitely. If this is the beginning of that era, we're off to a great start. No, I agree. And I mean, look at the last past transfer windows and you talked about it too uh, Arsene himself. How many times in the past did Arsene even mention a player that we were linked to? Uh, it was all secretive, and now, now I mean, a week ago we got pictures of Sven and uh, uh, Gazidis out in Germany negotiating, and so it's 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 kind of a for me at least, and I think with you too. It's it's obviously more of an exciting time, you more expectations. Um, I mean, I know when Ozil came, it was like out of the blue and it was out of nowhere for most of us, uh, at least, that are on the outside of all the negotiations. But now it's, it's, you actually see some movement, you see some reactions, and, I mean, hey, I, I honestly thought that Theo Walcott was just going to retire as an Arsenal player, just never playing, uh, and surprised to see he actually moved on. Um, so, yeah, no, it's definitely something, something excited, exciting to be an Arsenal fan.
0: All right, well, we're going to end it here with all this positivity and uh, <laughs> good vibes. Uh, we didn't forget about the Swansea match. We're going to have another podcast about that. Uh, we'll also talk about the Olivier Giroud uh, rumors, news, all that good stuff. Um, that'll be in our next podcast. Um, I guess if we're looking ahead, for those of you who are listening to this, we're looking ahead. We've got Swansea. We've got Everton, which is Theo Walcott's return. Uh, so I think we've got um, exciting, we still have more exciting days ahead of us. Uh, we're still currently in sixth. And so we need to start uh, beginning our climb up into fourth place. Uh, and we have the Europa League Uh, I guess those games will be starting back up pretty soon so uh, we'll leave it here with the the positive vibes but wait wait uh, wait 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 wait. are you gonna are you gonna go negative right at the end no we're we're not gonna talk about Blake Griffin at all for Blake Griffin's biggest fan (laughs) I'm Steve thanks for listening guys